just wanted a fair shot. But they was out here playing foul. Hey, what you owe me? No IOUs. We don't play with vows. Married to the hustle. You know I couldn't wait to say them vows. Heated flows when I spit, but I ain't never lay no towel. Imaginary beef that don't exist because we fillet them cows. Came from the dirt, but still mashed like a potato plow. Felt like I'd have seen it all. No, it could have went worse. Always kept my cool, but brought the heater for that vent work. Family tried to cross me. I played defense, so that didn't work. I ain't about to cap you down in front as if that didn't hurt. I'm the one they call when it didn't work. I'm the one that went first. No excuse, I need my cash now like JG Wentworth. On the road like Kentworth. Took the flight and sent the quotes. I've been doing remote work, and I've been getting the work remote. But I ain't had to touch no dope. The only work I sell is merch. We trying to get out the streets. We not trying to get in the hearse. Came a long way from them back streets. Made plays from the backseat. Stayed in my lane. I learned that from a track meet. Ten toes down, fasciitis. I got flat feet. I just left the bank with trophies like an athlete. Hustler, never been a sucker. Pipes in the car with me, never fixed the muffler. Stitches on me in Miami, bitch, I'm Jimmy Butler. This ain't the salon, but we can get your ass touched up. Enough about the guns, though. I'm just having fun, ho. I've been dancing with the stars, I feel like Alfonso. If it's money to be made and I'm pulling up pronto, the man that I want ain't no motherfucking combo. I be with gorillas, even though they kill a rumbe. All they talking, get these niggas dropped. Just like Kanye, immaculate my phone sway. Eric is the dumb way. Harris with the blue cheese. <clears throat> like a lunch break. I feel like a big dog. Nigga, you a shit suit. I'm a marshal with this art. I practice jujitsu. My homie built a house off the snow like a kid. Fellas. What it is? Fellas. What's poppin', baby? Hey, man. We back. It's, it's hot night. His what? Hot night. Take that for what you want to take it for. Hey, you, you need to chill on the, you know. <laughs> you know how, you <laughs> how y'all been, man? We thinking of another E name around here. <laughs> I'm telling you. Nah, man. You got to get this sleepy in first. <laughs> but yeah, man, look. Uh, had a good week last week. Uh, you know, episode 34, 35. We'll uh, go check them out. Y'all hadn't got a chance to uh, view those yet, but uh, we back tonight uh, with another special guest, man, that I think y'all gonna be in for a treat. So, uh, like I said, this is episode 36. Trust the process, process, don't miss it. Uh, featuring uh, good brother. Uh, Dimitri Hurt, and uh, so we're gonna welcome him to the show uh, right now. Y'all forgot the applause, man. Oh, we good. We ready. We ready. Come on, yeah. We ready. Oh, okay. <laughs> we gonna bring the brother on the step before he walk out the back, ain't it? <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Y'all doing all right? Yeah, yeah man. What's up, Thank man? Having me. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, man. Appreciate you uh, taking time out of your busy schedule to uh, yes, you know, sit down, sit down with us, man. So what you been up to, bro? Oh, not much, brother. Just working and trying to pivot, you know, do some other things. Uh, you see, I'm still at work. Yeah. You know, doors closed at six. You know, when you're an entrepreneur, man, hey, you don't go home when everybody else go home. Yeah. Yeah, we got to make this thing continue, you know, 
continue to just ride out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So look, man, um, before we jump off uh, into the questions, um, we're going to introduce a new segment tonight called Three the Hard Way. So All just right. get your take, you know, uh, coming from uh, the, the cell phone guru. Uh, are you team Apple or team Android? Hey, I'm in between, man. Whatever get the job done. Yeah. You know, hey, hey, nobody wins. You know. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. They both equal. All right. Both ways. All right. And then with the credit crown on, uh, would you rather have an eight fifty credit score, or you take two hundred fifty thousand in cash? Mm, man, give me two hundred fifty thousand in cash, man. Yeah. You can fix that credit, right? <laughs> I can fix my own credit. <laughs> I guarantee you, my my debt ain't that much. Yeah. Hey, that. We all hit stumbling blocks in the road. Yeah. So everybody, you know, at one point of time in life, you're going to you're going to stumble. I don't care if you had a 850 credit score, unless you just live a perfect life and you just have a very low lifestyle and a job for 40 years. If economic you no know, things don't happen, something's going to happen to you. Uh -huh. Health. Now you got a lot of things around that journey that make you stumble on that credit repair. Yeah. And then then the last one. And uh, I'm kind of put you on the spot with this one. Would you rather have a uh, North Panola State Championship or <laughs> the 49ers win the Super Bowl? Uh, I would probably rather have that North Panola. That that means a lot, brother. When you when you win something from your youth, it takes you forever. You yeah. know, 49ers. You know that that come and goes. You know that just uh, you can't share that with a lot of people. Yeah. You can share that brotherhood. You know. And growing up with your sisters and brothers and that win, you know. So yeah. I'd rather have that North Panola win. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we're we, 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 we gonna get that Super Bowl, man. <laughs> oh yeah, man. We got five gold already. I ain't had a championship. Hey, no. might might get both of them things. Oh yeah, you better know it. Yeah. 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 Well, look, man, we're gonna we're gonna jump into the questions, man. We know your your time is precious, so uh we gonna get in here and uh, see what we can learn about you tonight, man. Okay. Yeah. So real quick, man. Um, no, Jordan, talk about no Panola. So kind of talk to us about what it was like for you growing up in Panola County, and if you um, were changing anything. What you say? And if you were changing anything about it. Okay. Well, I definitely wasn't would, would not change anything because you know um, everything calculated to, to becoming the person that I am today. Um, but growing up, you know, in Panola County, um, I had the opportunity to witness, you know, a unique blend of community and challenges. You know, um, I would like to say this before I just deep, dive deep into things. Uh, just be careful how you treat people, you know, because, you know, um, all of the people that do business with me now are the people that I went to school with. For as credit repair, you know, my classmates feel comfortable with coming to me talking about their finances. You know, that's that's very powerful. That's saying things, you know, um, I repair their cell phones. I repair their kids cell phones, their husband and wives. So, you know, just be careful how you treat people, because I have other friends that have started business ventures and they can't get nobody because they were probably one of those bullies at school or somebody that didn't treat somebody right. And then when they went out to their, you know, their business venture, uh, they just find it hard to be successful. Now, um, back to what I was saying in North Panola, um, you know, I learned a lot of, you know, valuable um, 
things growing up, you know, for his community support, uh, the importance of uh, resilience in the face of adversity. Um, and I went to North Panola, right? So there was a, all our classes was very small. So that means, you know, I had more hands-on with my teachers. So, you know, I didn't have to worry about, you know, not being able to get that algebra prob you know, problem or not being able to understand, you know, what something means. You know, I just asked the question and nobody else answered the question, you know, so I, I was able to get that extra help. Um, you know, it, it was tough growing up, you know, um, in Openola, um, in the district. Um, I had some things that happened to me, you know, at a young age. I lost my parent. Well, I lost my mom at an early age uh, when I was in the seventh grade. And, um, you know, I was I moved with my grandparents. Right. So they mostly farm and we were kind of economically challenged. So it's a lot of things we didn't have growing up. So that's probably why I may spend too much on shoes now to try to hide those temporary pains, you know, that we had uh, growing up when we didn't have things that everybody else had. Or they probably didn't have just just to shame me, just to, so they could make themselves feel better. As uh, far as you know, growing up, um, when things broke at my house, like cars or appliances, you know, my my family repaired those things. I had uncles that knew how to repair every car it was out there. Uh, we had a yard full of cars, so we had entrepreneurs there. And my grandparents farmed, so we had our own, you know, food supply. Then basically. Um, you know, I didn't like cutting grass because I got stung out there one time, so I had to do something. <laughs> so what I done was when TVs and things like that broke, you know, I put those things back together, you know, uh, just by simple, you know, observations, just going in there and seeing. You know, back then, bugs blew, so we didn't have su uh, surge protectors. So basically just opening up one and see, you know, what the issue with the other one is, you know, what don't look burnt, you know, burnt up or whatever. Uh, before you know it, my grandma was telling everybody, hey, my grandson know how to do all this. So, and I had TVs at home that wasn't mine, and I had to repair everybody's stuff down in, you know, in the neighborhood. Also, um, where I got my computer, you know, repair pro uh, um, business journey from is probably. Hold on, 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 hold on. Hold on. <laughs> you know me and I roll now. You got to let me know. Nah, nah, you ain't getting out roll, but I don't want you to get too far ahead because we're going okay. we to get into some of this stuff individually. So okay. I don't want you to uh, answer some of them our questions before we before we get to them. Okay, there you go. All right. Then I'm going to have to write some more, you know, I'm going to have to pull off the dome <laughs> some more on the spot. All right. But nah, um, uh, give me that, that backstory that you just gave and, and you know, talking about your upbringing and uh, the, the sense of, the, of community and family and entrepreneurs in your family. Uh, if you could tell someone right now uh, from your childhood, thank you, who would it be and why? Um, it would probably, it, it would be a lot of different people. It's just not no one person. But yeah. um, if I could split it, um, it would probably be my grandparents. Um, just, you know, raising me up, right. And let me know, you know, you don't treat nobody, you know, better. You don't calculate your respect based on someone's, you know, uh, job type, you know, just because somebody's a, a janitor, you don't treat them with, you know, less respect than you would somebody that's a doctor, you know, and it goes a long way because I repair both of them, you know, items. So, you know, they both treat me with respect. They both bring me customers. Uh, they ensure that, you know, my family, you know, is successful. So, um, and also I got a cousin named Montreal Piggy. Um, 
when I first entered the business world, uh, he was one of those mentors that I was going through, you know, um, just focusing on and just trying to be like, you know, things that he done in the public, uh, a lot of things I don't share in the public, and just how to present yourself in the public and how you treat people and listen to people. So um, those are the two people I probably would split. Yeah. Would you would you say uh those people you just named like your biggest influence? Definitely, yeah. Yeah, biggest influence. From the way I treat my customers and to the to the way I behave in public. So you uh <clears throat> you talk about the work, you know, that you did, uh, working on TVs and, and all that coming up, but coming out of high school, did you have any other career uh aspirations? And and did you always know that uh, entrepreneurship was going to be, you know, something that you would pursue? Right. I I, I definitely did because um, I worked at Piggly Wiggly during high school um, where we would buy candy and resell it. So, I mean, I was out there on the corner selling candy, you know, to the, you know during the classroom time. So I always had that entrepreneurial spirit. Um, also, I repaired, like I said, TVs and things like that on the side. Um, if somebody had satellite issues, um, I was out there repairing that for them. Um, I got calls in the middle of the night, people talking about they can't see their TV show, can I come help? You know, I was out there doing that, you know. Uh, so, yeah, I always knew. Yeah. Um, and so then in, in 2015, you launched uh, the cell phone repair uh, right. repair business. Um, so just talk about some of the challenges and some of the experiences that you know that, that came up during that time during the early stages of you know trying to open you know uh a store i would say some of the challenges were just not having the knowledge of what to do um i didn't know what an llc was at that time you know i didn't know what ein was operating agreement business bank account um so for all the people out there that's listening, um, in order to start a business, you know, you, you go get your LLC, right? Uh, limited liable corporation. You can also, if you want to go in go into business with somebody, uh, you can form a limited liable partnership. And you have different types of partnership. You have general and you also have common. And then you also have uh, corporations. Um, and there's some other ones out there as well, uh, like nonprofit. Um, that you can form to try to protect yourself. Also, you have what they call an EIN, which is some kind of um, le electronic uh, number that the government give you. So you can kind of, you know, have, you know, your, like it's just like your social security number, but it's a different thing. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you have an operating agreement. Then you got to go get your bank account. And then after that, um, you know, you go to the city or the city hall and get you a permit. So those are the things that you can do. I didn't know those things, man. I researched, nobody would tell me, you know. So, um, you know, once I got that, just the, the, the uh, challenges of just going through it. Um, I've always been a manager, um, no matter what job I had. I, I mean, I can just start off doing anything. I always would, you know, be the prime of the crop. I'm going to run it. You may run it right now, but eventually I'm going to learn it from the, from the ground up. And I'm going to be the, the lead soon. And I use a push method. I don't use the pull method. So I don't pull down the people in front of me. You know, I try to push you up to their next level so you can pull me up 
out of wherever I'm at and so I can get to that next level. Man, we 16 minutes in. <laughs> uh, and you yeah. got so so many views already. Uh, you know, especially like you know, for people that never had a business, never ran a business, never opened anything, you know, everybody. I don't want to say everybody, but a lot of people get LLCs nowadays and it stops there. So just mentioning the things that you mentioned, uh, you know, about going to City Hall, uh, not going too far into it, but just, you know, the imperatives, the, the, the essentials that you must have to operate that business. Like you said, the operating agreements, um, like a lot of people don't know that stuff. So, yeah, just appreciate you dropping these Jews early on. Um, don't forget your tax paperwork either. Yeah, well, um, yeah. and it's number, <laughs> but yeah, I I didn't want to cut you off. I just wanted to, you know, what I'm saying, sh shout out the jewels that you dropped, you know, early on. Right, yeah, you got mindset. Like you said, you have a lot of taxes. You got to learn your taxes. And if you are not familiar with your taxes, if you're selling anything in Mississippi, you got sales tax (TAP). You know, you can pay that quarterly, monthly. You know, and you have some other options out there as well. Um, that's along with, you know, the taxes that we're already probably familiar with, which is state and federal. So just be aware of that, especially if you're selling something. Yeah. So um, when you open your cell phone repair business, did that come from your experience working with TVs or did you have experience in between that working on cell phones? Like what led to your, um, your venture there? Right. So all of it basically hand in hand, you know, um, when you're working on um, a car, you know, somebody's going to ask you about a truck, you know, somebody's going to ask you about something else. You know, I repair cell phones and, and electronics, but also repairing TVs, also repair tractor modules. Uh, somebody come in the other day with an airplane radio. You know, I was able to break it down, find the schematics and was able to figure out why it wasn't, you know, working the way it was. But as far as phones, um, you know, I always broke my own, you know, and I opened them up, you know, just find out, you know, OK, they work the same way. Computers do. You know, the components are smaller. Yeah. OK. When when would you say you knew? Uh, like, I, I know you said you are you always had the entrepreneur spirit. You worked at Piggly Wiggly back in the day. Uh, you was a manager, no matter where you were. When did you know it was time to go in business for yourself? Okay, all right, so, um, it hit me. I, I think I was wa watching a podcast with Dame Dash in the Breakfast Club. Man, when that guy spoke, Dame Dash spoke, I promise you. If you ever been in management, you know, that's a lot of stress in that, especially when you're running a, a billion dollar industry. You know, I worked at Smith and Nephew Orthopedics. You know, and um, I done, you know, I was a lead there. So I basically done a lot of work and we had a lot of new people that I had to train that was over me. And when that came out, you know, and I already, you know, had my LLC and everything and I was working part time for myself. Um, and then I was doing some research on advanced training and I stumbled, stumbled upon that by mistake. You know, I was searching for something and I said, you know what? This this phone I was having issues with, and this guy claimed he could repair it on the internet. So I sent it to him just to see could he do it. The guy fixed it. Yeah, he fixed it and he sent it back. And I was like, what? You know, and then I got curious. So I started researching, and I found this uh, company in, in Manhattan, New York, that offer uh, reverse engineering training. 
uh, for his electronic, you know, boards. So, and then I seen the tuition. Tuition was high. You know, it was like $300 per day. So, you know, I was up there for about a month. So, uh, you know, once I learned the basics up there, uh, I knew then, you know, it was no turning back, man. I had a, a, a grandma that was sick at the time, and I asked her, I said, well, do you think I should quit? And she looked at me, she told me, she said, uh, baby, do whatever make you happy. So, and that was enough. That Dame Dash, that, and that training all lined up. And, of course, I had to, you know, just follow this quick coach because I wasn't a quitter. I didn't quit. You know, I didn't know how to quit because, first of all, I was attached with those people. You know, I had been working with them since I was 20. And I was 29 at the time when I quit. So when you form a relationship with somebody, sometimes it's kind of hard to just, you know, just let that job go and just do something that you just unfamiliar with. Yeah. <clears throat> and then, uh, so, so you start, um, in 2015 and then I know recently, maybe two or three years ago, um, you moved to a bigger building. Right. Um, what kind of speak, speak on what kind of drove that? Was it just increase, uh, in traffic or, uh, right. So, um, all right. So in 2018, um, I opened up another business in Hernando, Mississippi. Um, we had a fast and affordable there. Um, and in 2020, when the pandemic hit, I lost that business because I lost my manager. And, and, and at that time, I think I had a three-year contract. So in the middle of that contract, I had to pay that money out. So, of course, the pandemic hit. And when the pandemic hit, you know, you had a lot of stimulus out there, um, a lot of assistance for, you know, essential business and non-essential business. So, you know, you take advantage of those opportunities when they come. Um, so what I had to do, I had to close down one business and just open up a bigger location here in Batesville because, even though I had that business in in Hernando, my reach was so powerful. I was able to just, you know, grow and just open up another business. Yeah. That's dope. I know for sure me and Nick drove down there <laughs> from <laughs> one day to get his phone fixed. Definitely. Yeah, I seen you plenty of time coming down there. Yeah, yeah. Me, me too. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. Thank you. Yeah. Um, it, just to piggyback off that, like, what would you say uh, has been the most, I guess, fulfilling experience uh, you've had uh, with a customer? And then contrast that with um, the wildest experience you've had. Well, I've had a lot of them. I can just pick one, you know. Um, you know, customer service, you know, is one of the, the things that I I enjoy doing because, you know, I love solving problems. So, um, you know, I, I, I've had, you know, people that pass away and I was able to save information from that person's phone. And, you know, you don't you don't know the joy. That, you know, I had people sit there and cry in my arms, you know, just so thankful for what I was able to do for them. And guess what? They had already been to like five, six other shops that couldn't do the work that I've done for them. So you that that alone just make me just. You know, I would have done that for free just to get that feeling. Yeah. You know, like I tell you, I don't, I don't have a lot of parents, you know, living right now. So, uh, my mom gone, my my dad, my grandparents. So, the community, when they when they tell me that, that they're proud of me, oh, that means something to me. You know, yeah, that means a lot. Yeah. And some of my uh, not so proud 
Uh, I would say this right here. You know, I appreciate every customer that steps foot in my door, whether the experience is positive or negative. Uh, but I learned from those experiences. And I, I would say probably in my early part where um, I probably didn't understand all the customer service, sometimes customers don't have the money to get things done. You know, uh, and those, you know, you know, you feel that, that sympathy for them, you know. And, you know, sometimes you just can't help them. You know, things are out, you know, just, you got bills to pay. You know, and, and, you know, you get unpleasant experiences, you know, a lot of times when you got to understand what the customer's needs are. And one of their needs is, you know, something that your expectation and their expectation don't meet. Like, say, for instance, I had a customer come in and she needed a phone repair, but she couldn't afford to get the phone repaired. You know, and she felt like since, you know, we, you know, was in that industry and we were doing pretty good, we should be able to uh, give it to her for free since she was a customer that come a lot. Um, but at the same time, you know, you have to be firm. You have bills and you have employees and you have things you have to do too. So, um, you know, you just can't, you know, help everybody. So, you know, sometimes it leads to an unpleasant experience. Tell me, man, I pay my light bill every month and I ain't, I shot with them a lot and they ain't never told me <laughs> I ain't had to pay. I come in there a lot. Yeah, right. Yeah. Hey, the uh, the great Ken Elkins said on Sticks and Stones, you can't make everybody happy, and everybody ain't going to make you happy. I know it's right, but <laughs> it, 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 it takes a toll, I promise you. You have to go home with it sometime. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I know earlier uh, you mentioned the training that, that you attended to get started. Um, with that, how do you go about staying uh, abreast with the latest technology changes, new phones, and uh things that come out so that so that you can provide that service to your customers right so you got to stay sharp on your training um they have a lot of different networks um it's kind of like hair show but it's events for you know cell phone repair companies uh they all come together and share you know like in las vegas they have these events where you come in and you go in there and you sign up and uh, you have different booths that everybody offering different products, different technology, different programs. And also you have to network with the gurus or the, the top guys that's in that network um, that's in this industry. Uh, we got guys that know how to, you know, take CPUs apart, you know, and I went and got training from them. Um, and the China, you know, Chinese people, they, they are top, you know, when it comes down to and I got a lot of friends that know how to speak, you know, China, Chinese and also, uh, you know, American. And, and I keep those guys in my back pocket. You know, every time something come out, I'm in training with them. And some of them stay in the United States. So, you know, I go to their facilities um, and train. Also, um, I have a motherboard repair company in, in Austin, Texas. So, you know, I go there and train because those guys done got better than me over there as far as motherboard repair. So they kind of help sharpen my tools, you know, every now and then. So I go go there like three, four times out the year. We can stay caught up. So um first of all, that's impressive. Um I I know just like dealing with clothes, they have like a lot of the trade shows out there in Vegas as well. So I imagine like it's the same thing for, you know, cell phone repair computers and you probably can find plugs and suppliers and all of that type of stuff out there. But 
with all of that and with what you just spoke on, how important is networking? Oh my God. I'm telling you something. Um, I probably would have failed back in 2017 if it wasn't for networking. Um, because because of networking, um, I was able to, you know, go get new skills. Um, you see that rack back there? Man, I got programmers that Apple don't even have. I'm talking to Apple in Memphis. You know, I can reprogram, you know, EPROMs and, you know, be able to transfer CPUs and get data uh, when they tell you you need a new phone. So that, that's the advantage of networking, you know, uh, to just make sure you you be able to feed your family. I got a lot of people depending on me, you know. Uh, you know, there's not a lot of successful entrepreneurs in my family. So, you know, I got aunties and uncles that depend on me, you know. Just, you know, that's why I don't live a really high, you know, lifestyle. So cause I want to make sure I take care of my family best I can. Yes, sir. So y'all, I found screen go out and take it to Demetri Hurt. So I took my wife out uh, about two months ago. Her screen went out. We just got the phone back in April. So wow. uh, if, you got, if you got them programs, then you can help. You better know it. <laughs> yep. So um, with the evolution of cell phones, man, I know you say you started in 2015. So about eight years back, we probably not seen. Actually, long, longer than that. Um, I repaired at my house. You know, I went to everybody in the neighborhood. You know, I, I've been repairing since 2008. Okay. Um, it just I got enough clientele um, in 2015 and 2016 to be able to just leave my job. Yeah. Okay. All right. So in 2008, I think I had probably iPhone four. That that right. now I got now I got 14. The 14. So, the four we yeah, got. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so since you start repairing. Uh, we done seen probably 10 versions of, you know, Apple, um, iPhones and Androids, whatever. So mm-hmm. with that evolution, man, is it becoming more difficult to repair? I know you, you do your trainings or is it just becoming easier because you, you stay up to, uh, up to speed on everything? It's becoming easier for me because I got advanced training. Um, I have watched like at least three or four cell phone repair shops close down uh, because they don't know how to uh, repair them some of the simple motherboard issues. These phones now are not just having regular issues now. You have to know what's gonna go on with these these phones before the issue even come out. Um, and it's basically when you have that network with the Chinese people that's already working on that stuff, you know, I got a way, you know, I got a big advantage, way, you know, better than my competition. And, you know, and you gotta look at this, I'm a specialist. So I kind of help the other cell phone shops around me stay you know, in business by doing business with me. So I do business, business work for them on the side, you know, just to make sure that they are healthy because I don't want nobody that can do the same thing I do close to me. So if there's not a need for it and then we working together as, as a team, um, I can kind of stay, you know, ahead myself. So it's kind of a strategic thing that I'm doing right now for, for the people that's around me. Okay. Would you say that you're one of the only um, black uh, persons in this space, uh, you know, you go to the mall and you see the cell phone repairs, and you, you know you got a couple of, couple of them up this way in Desoto County. But as far as I know, um, I don't look for any other black ones. But I think you don't want one um, that I know. Would that be accurate? Right. Yeah, I, I I can say these at those trade shows. I don't see a lot of people that look like me. Um, but at the same time, you know, um, they respect me because of my knowledge. Um, more than I'll say, um, probably like more than about ten percent of them. Uh, you know, I can I, I'm I can do more things than them. You know, uh, everybody else is just in there, just doing basic stuff. 
uh, you have a few like advanced experts there. So I, you know, I didn't already crawl into that that space. So I don't too much worry about you know worry about that. Yeah. 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 I, I look at myself as being a company. You yeah. know, not even myself. I, I'm not even myself, man. I'm, I'm a business, so there's yeah. no pulling that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just being honest, brother. Nah, you know, nah, I'm laughing at this yeah. company. And, and I'm gonna say this right here. Um, so you know, um, you know, I just won that Panola's best. You know who was the runner up? C Spy, Verizon, ATT. I mean, don't compare me to somebody that's doing this out the trunk. Yeah, you know, respect what I've been doing, you know. Just some and respect, that's the way man. I feel. You know, I worked hard yeah. to be on this platform. You know, it just didn't come overnight. Put some respect on this name. Exactly. Yes, company name. Yes, sir. Beat out C Spire, beat out Verizon. You don't do that just by uh you don't do that because you ain't popping. I tell you that for sure. Exactly. Yeah, yeah I, really I, hard, I promise you that. Yeah, man, that's uh, super dope to hear, man. I'm proud of you, bro, for sure. So, Thank look, you. um, you know, we, we want to get into, you know, some of your other uh, ventures, such as uh, credit repair. Um, so we, we'll go ahead and transition uh, to uh, to the credit repair uh, portion. Oh, with credit repair. So I'm gonna just hop right in. Actually, yeah, talk talk to me about some of the challenges you deal with uh, when it comes to credit repair. I would say the basic challenge is um, just trying to hit people' expectations. You know, uh, with credit repair, you really can't guarantee anybody you know any results because if you can guarantee anybody results, you will probably charge them a percentage of whatever you're charging them. Um, I repair anywhere from 600 people credit per year. Um, so I deal with a lot of different personalities. Um, some people going to be happy. Some people not going to be happy. Even if you try to prepare them on, you know, just just got to trust the process. And, um, you know, and, and um, you know, and just hope for the best, you know. And the process is, you know, uh, and I had wrote down. The definition of trust the process when you had put it on there and i just wanted to make sure i reiterate that to the to the people that's listening out there so trust the process means having faith in the journey or steps you're taking toward a goal um even when the results are not immediately immediately apparent right so it emphasizes on staying patient positive and committed to the course of action and believing in your efforts and having the believing in your efforts and that it will eventually lead to some type of success or desired outcome. So that's basically, you know, I just want to share that with you since you, you made that as the, uh, the headline. Yeah. Oh, look. I, I like this cat, man. Rico, Rico told, told us to ask you about the speech you give your customers on the phone. Hold on, mm-hmm. man. Hold on, Joy. I got you. But but see, because I think that's my question. Oh, okay. But go ahead, though. I'm willing to bet. This this is probably what I was going to ask, but go ahead. Right. So basically, I kind of give everybody the same rundown. Uh, Just kind of to let them know, like, hey, this is a 50-50 process, right? I do verification and validation methods. You know, and I can't just say the whole thing over here because, you know, I like to have my own interaction with the customers. Yeah. But, um, you know, and I need your, with your full name, social security number, date of birth, a current address, and an email. And I basically explain why I need the email. So I communicate with them about, you know, 
their results after the process is complete. Yes, sir. So, so with that process, right, do you have, before you take a client, do you have, uh, like, I mean, that sounds like an onboarding process in itself right there, but just formally, uh, is, is that part of your onboarding process? Right. So, basically, um, I have to let people know, like, you know, your expectations may not, my man may not be there. At the same time, I do want the business, but I, I'm not going to sell somebody something that I know that may, you know, you can't sell nobody a dream. You want somebody to trust in you, right? So I do 600 people credit per year for a reason. It's because people trust me. They know I'm going to do the work for them. You know, they may not get the results, but most of them do. You know, a lot of people do get the results. And I don't ask people to share those things on Facebook. They do it themselves. I don't never tell people whether you go back and look at my history 10 years from here, like on down back 2014 when I was doing this a long time ago. I'm sharing what other people are saying. And if you call them to this day, they'll tell you, Demetri ain't tell me to do that. I've done that by myself. You know, I really appreciate what people do for me, you know, because those things, you know, are, you know, some of the reasons why I'm able to do 600 or more uh, credit repairs uh, per year. Yeah, the reason the reason I asked those questions because I dabbled in credit repair a little bit, and I know how clients can be when, with their expectations of fast turnarounds and people that's like kind of scamming to get stuff to go away quick and it pop back up on their credit. And so right. that's why that's why I asked about your onboarding process and before you render service, and then also like um, I guess my last question in regards to to that matter is: Do you turn clients away? based on their expectations if it doesn't fall in line with your uh with your policies and process right yeah i, I turn away a lot of customers man i probably turn 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 um away more customers than i actually help um some customers that i do turn away are not that i don't want to help them it's because they don't need my help uh some people just need just some a little advice or some type of way to just guide them on what they need to do you know the majority of people that call me and say you know me i need help then I look at their reports. I don't have anything derogatory on there. They just maybe just need a secure credit card or something like that. So, and I know people that would have took those people on, you know, and took their money and act like they helped them and told them they needed a secure credit card. I don't do that. You know, um, you know, you got to be, you know, straight up with these people. You know, you got to be what the old people say, above water if you want to survive because sometimes people can just be testing you to see what you say. You know, and always have an ethical response, you know, to help people best you can. For sure. Yeah. Um, I guess my, my question was going to be, so, you you know, you're running the cell phone uh, repair business. Mm -hmm. How do you, um, I guess, manage the demands uh, by being 100 percent committed, committed to both? You have to delegate. And there's two ways you delegate. You delegate by tasks and you also delegate by decision making. You know, um, just because I said, you no, know, I repair a cell phone, I couldn't keep that to myself. I had to train my cousins. And I was fortunate enough to have a lot of cousins on both sides. So, you know, my grandparents, they had 12 children on one side. And then my, grand my grandma on the other side raised 24 kids. So I got a lot of cousins that I had to go through. You know, um, you know I believe in hiring my family first. Um, other cultures do it and you know I do it as well um, you know you have to manage people at the end of the day we are people when we open those doors up you're an employee when we close them you my cousin on break you my cousin <laughs> but at the same time they know 
you know, at a split second, I'll make a decision on whether they they should be there or not. So. Yeah. So, um, what led to you uh, dabbling into the uh, credit repair business? Um, I'm a, like I said, I'm a problem solver. So basically, um, these two businesses are not the only businesses that I have. You know, I like to pivot. You know, I go, I like to, you know, spend a lot of time learning something, and then put other people in charge. Of, like I said, delegate. You know, I have somebody making decisions for me, and also I have people that's doing the work for me. Um. So far as credit repair, you know, um, like I said, I didn't have, you know, well, my grandparents, they didn't have credit. You know, like I said, they had everything for themselves. I didn't have nobody to, to say, you know what, Dimitri, you know, I'm a co-sign for you. You know, First Security Bank took a chance on me. You know, those guys, I went up there and explained my situation to them when I was 18. You know, and I'm also, I'm in one of the big buildings now. You know, everything that I need, I go through First Security. Uh, the president of the bank, that, that's the president of the bank now, he kind of grew along with me, you know, doing his business ventures as well. So, you know, um, you know, I had to repair my own credit. You know, I hit a bump in the road once. And right now my credit is at 839. You know, I can log in right now on this stream and show you guys, you know, you, you want to go with somebody that does have a proven record. You know, you know, how can I help you if I can't help myself? You know, it's basically, you know, what I go by. I always look for the people that's doing the same thing that I want to do. Yeah. So you mentioned the, these not being your only uh, two businesses. Kind of speak about some of your other uh, ventures. Right. So, you know, I have a little real, real estate, you know. Um, I don't have that many doors, but, you know, right now it's residential. And that's driving me crazy. I'm telling y'all. Hey, I'm thinking about leaving residential and going to commercial because anything that goes wrong in those houses, you have to fix it. If not, you know, you have people out there that know how to get over on you. And I'm not saying that's what they do, but things happen. Things break. You know, it's Murphy Law. You know, anything that can't happen will. You know, I don't have issues back to back with customers. You know, good, good paying customers, you know, but tenants, I'd rather say, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of a lot of headache come with it. Yeah, for sure. Yo. For sure. Is it so know, is it uh a lot of property management companies there? I know like when we had our property in, in Alabama or whatnot, you know, property management handled everything. So it was kind of for me, it was right. that part of it was easy based on the property management. Obviously, they get a percentage, so you know how that go, but um it just made managing it a little bit easier. Do you right. deal with uh property management? I know you you know you delegate yeah. so or, right. or you yeah. hands on with getting things fixed that need to be repaired and whatnot. Right, yeah, not right now. I just use local guys. Um, yeah. you know, I got a lot of friends that that know how to repair stuff. So like I said, I always, you know, I got a lot of cousins and family members that know how to do all that kind of stuff. So, you know, I, I don't, you know, put that work off somebody else. I want to try to, you know, keep everything revolving around the family. Mm -hmm. So right now I don't I don't I don't have a need for it. Yeah. Um. So touching back, <clears throat> excuse me, on the credit. So you know you got individuals out there like uh, uh, Dave Ramsey who say, you know, you don't need a credit score. Um. You know, there's no responsible use of a credit card. Like, what what's your um opinion? 
uh, on that in, in the Financial Peace University and, and all that? Well, well, first of all, I like Dave Ramsey because he's most to speak to the middle class people. Uh, we shouldn't be listening to the, the billionaires, you know, uh, and a lot of things he agree with, a lot of things I don't, you know, agree with. Um, but um, at the same time, I use business credit myself, um, basically because sometimes I want to go on vacation. Um, you know, I don't, if I have to pay for a vacation, I'm not going, you know, my wife take vacations all the time, but myself, you know, if I, if I don't, you know, use my points. So basically, um, for the people that don't know what I'm talking about. So you have what they call business credit along with personal credit and you have, um, credit cards out there that give you perks like American Express. Um, me, I don't use personal, you know, credit cards. I use business credit cards cause they don't show up on your personal. Um, you can take all your debt, you know, that you run into your business and use it. And that's one way that I, you know, I'm kind of jumping the gun, but I'm going to kind of explain something. I opened up my business with my credit and I took my American Express and that's how I was able to get my inventory. You know, um, I put 9000 on the credit card and it opened up fast and affordable. And so I was able to have the things that people needed, you know, and then it took years. It took like two years to, to get that those things paid off because, you know, as you pay for that, some a new phone come out. You got to buy that, you know, so you just can't pay it off and think, okay, that's it, you know. Um, other things come up, you know, you have other expenses and as you grow, your business grow and, um, you know, and your business credit grow, you know, and you you have to, you know, use debt sometimes, you know. Uh, I know Dave Ramsey, he like to speak against debt, but sometimes you have to use debt. Debt is good sometimes because you have to use it to to be able to, you know, move on to that next level. So, yeah. That's how I feel about Dave Ramsey too. He say a lot of good stuff. Uh, I agree with a lot of it, but a lot of it, a lot of it is just not modern, man. Um, a lot of, a lot of stuff you can get for free off of points you won't get if you don't have that that, that credit or if you never had that debt. So, yeah, you know you right. got to be able to yeah. see it both ways and, and live how you see fit. Right. So I don't use my bank account to pay for my items. I use my credit cards to give me points. You know. Yep. And you run everything through your business, man. You can take a vacation every month if you wanted to. So, I mean, that's that's the beauty of that. So that's what that's what I do. You know, yeah. it won't make you rich or nothing, but I just use it, you know, just to check out mentally sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so um, so for you, just in general, like what are some of the benefits? I know you just mentioned one, but what are some of the benefits and challenges of just being an entrepreneur? Just over uh, some of the, I, 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 the benefits out, outweighs, you know, the cons every time. I'm telling you, um, I'm able to go to my kids, you know, games when I want to. Uh, I'm able to, you know, attend events. I'm able to be there for my family members. Um, you know, I trade time in for money. You know, um, I'll, I'll pay somebody to do something for me now. And so I can be free to do things, you know, things I couldn't do at first. Um, it took me a while to get there, but hey, you know, I never done any. I never took not one vacation when in my in my twenties because I I worked and I went to school. You know, it was either old Miss Smith and nephew, old Miss Smith and nephew. And I ain't I ain't have a life until I was twenty nine. You know, and I, and I got my own business, and I take vacation once a month now if I want to. Yeah, and you spoke about. Um delegating 
Now you're talking about vacation. I know a lot of entrepreneurs that I talk to, uh, one of the, the biggest things that they um, grit the teeth about is taking vacation and stepping away from the business. Like, right. do you worry when you're away? Do you, you know, are you okay? Or do you work while you're on vacation? Yeah, I do. I do. I do. I do. Um, sometimes I, I will shut it off, but I have to be told to shut it off because I'm programmed to work. Um, you know, just the satisfaction, you know, things are not going to run the way you want them to run, you know, when you're there or when you're not there. Uh, but that's okay. You have to know that that's okay. Um, you know, every business, the owner of McDonald's not there, but hey, as long as you got a process in and everybody doing what they're supposed to do and you got the right people in there, like I said, you got to delegate to the right people. You also have to manage if somebody not there doing what they're supposed to to do, you know, you got to, you know, have a plan for them, provide training, remove obstacles and hold them accountable. And if you can't do those things, then there's something wrong with your management skills and you probably need to go get some training yourself to get those right people in there. Because I done fired up probably like 20 some of my cousins and, you know, and they know that, you know, they know that I'm firm and they know that I trust them, but also I hold them accountable and I'm also going to, uh, you know, make sure that they're doing what they're supposed to do. Hey, 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 Jake, what's my motto? You can't find them, don't hire You can't find them, don't hire <laughs> You got to trust them. You trust them, but you got to verify. And that's, that's the way I do. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. What's up? Damn. But, yeah, man, that's 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 all um, good stuff, man. And, uh so you you kind of mentioned uh, being able to make you know events for your kids and and, and all that, and I think you know uh, <clears throat> that's uh, that's so important in the world we live in uh, today. Um, and so I know that um, your wife Ashley also uh, runs a business, and so uh, my question is, how do y'all balance that? Like trying to run these, you know, run these businesses, but also take care of each other and then also take care of the family. Right. So, um, you know, you, you, you gotta have work life balance, you know, it's never going to be perfect. Never. I promise you that is, but you, as entrepreneurs, we understand that, you know, we both have the same personality trait, which is the red. I don't know if you're familiar with personality traits, but in the red, you are managed, you're managers, right? So, um, I respect her time. She respect my, you know, uh, we're both, you know, um, professional and specialists at what we do. So, you know, we only, we, we have a set time on when we go to work, when we go out to work and, you know, time for each other. And then you have had time for the kids and basically, you know, you have time for yourself, you know, uh, so it's, it's, it's easy. It's not really hard. You just, you know, respect some, you know, one another and, you know, you understand that hey, we got a business to, to run and you got to feed that business. You know, um, she go on vacation once or, once or twice a month. You know, a lot of it be business ventures. Sometimes it's just checking out mentally, you know. But, you know, that, that would come, you know, along with the territory. The higher you go up, you know, you, you may have somebody you may not see, you know, for a month. You know, if, if they're um, across seas having business, you know. Yeah. You know, people that's around you all day, they're not making money. Yeah, no, right. not yeah, you you got you got to get out there and get it. Some days I may be in here to one o'clock. I got to make sure I have a smile on that customer face at nine o'clock in the morning. No, they don't see all the things that go on, 
but just just that's what you got to do. Yeah. And and I think um it's so key, you know, what you just said. Um and I want to I want you to kind of speak on that as well about having, you know, that right partner that understands, you know, business one and then how to support uh you and, and your endeavors and they not nagging and 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 all that that kind of stuff. So just kind of touch on the influence that she's had on you uh, right. and able to go out and do um, all this stuff that you're trying to, right. uh, so, trying to do. My wife is hearing me. She nags, you know, <laughs> more than, more than, but you know, uh, with me, uh, I'm going to tell you, man, I'm a big, I'm big on psychology, right? I think that's one of the key things that I done picked up that I got over everybody. You know, um, you ever heard of Maslow? Hierarchy of needs. Yeah, I understand that chart better than anybody you ever could think of. Cause I understand her needs. So when she go to nagging, I know what to do. You know, um, I know how to feed my business when they have needs. I know how to take care of my customers when they come in with needs. You know, even my employees, I know how to keep them happy. So that, that's one of the things you know that I have learned. Now I can break that chart down for you if you want me to. Break it down. Things that I do. All right. So you got this pyramid, right? It's called a hierarchy of needs. And uh, I'm just going to draw it for you real quick. So here we go. Right here. Go, go, go ahead and talk. I'll pull it up for you while you talk. Okay, cool. Yeah, if you can pull it up, I'm going to break it down. That'll keep me from, from writing. It's Eric and IT. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, Eric and IT, man. Yeah, I use that, you know. IT, turn on. Yeah, I use that in every aspect of my life. I promise you, just trying to understand the needs of people. Hold on, I, I see it right now. Hold on, here we go. Here we go. I'm gonna share my screen, man. That's what I'm gonna do. Keep pulling it over here. All right, live demonstration sticks and stuff, yeah, man. Yeah, man. I've seen it, but it, this chart come up in so many classes I've been in. Y'all see it? Close your tabs now. I swear. Don't need to see your history. <laughs> Y'all see it? Nah, no more. You took it off. I don't know. Man, he could have he could have drew. Nah, he, he, good, he, good, he good. Be quiet. Be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right. right. Here we go. <laughs> All right, so we at the bottom down there, that pyramid, you got the psychological needs, right? Food, water, warmth, and also what they say, rest. Mm -hmm. So basically, um, you know, we could not survive those needs, right? So, you know, you ever, um, I would say, you if you had a baby or something like that, right? A baby would cry until you take care of those needs, right? So that's, that's, that's an easy one right there for you, right? So safety needs. Um, you know, in order for you to care about your safety needs, you have to have those needs at the bottom met first, right? So you can't get to that next level, right? Until you took care of those needs. The second one is belongingness of, or just being social with people. You ever seen, um, a kid at school and they off to themselves? That's probably because two of those basic needs at the bottom is not being met. Maybe they have some kind of security needs, safety needs, mm -hmm. maybe Somebody's doing something to them at home. Maybe they're not eating at home. Maybe they don't feel safe. Um, a lot of times where um, you also see in the work field, 
where um, people are just not getting along with somebody. Um, maybe they have some kind of security needs or something like that. Maybe they don't feel safe about their job. Maybe they feel threatened. You know, if you threaten somebody at their job, they're not going to want to work in a group of people. You know, they're going to be groggy. You got to understand those needs, right? Um, another thing, too, uh, when a customer come in my shop and I, and I say, you know, the first thing we do is speak to them. Hey, how you doing? We notice if they don't speak, it's something going on. You know, either they're upset about one of those things that's going on. Maybe they don't broke their phone. Maybe they can't get in touch with somebody. They have an issue going on with something at their bottom. Um, and when it come down to actually, you know, if she don't you know, feel that love or something like that, if she's not feeling like that in that in that middle, I know it's some kind of security need or some safety. She Maybe she needs to be reassured or something at the bottom. Um, and the next thing we got um, is self-esteem needs, uh, the need of to feel accomplished. You know, at the end of the day, I tell all my guys, thank you. I appreciate you. When customers come in, I tell them, thank you. You know, I really appreciate your business. Um, the first thing I done when I saw you guys today, thank you guys for having me. You know, um, we're social right now, right? So we'd have met that need because we all together. Yeah. But then I just thank you guys. I gave you guys self-esteem. You know, um, and then at the last, um, the top of the pinnacle is self-actualization. You know, even with Ashley, like you were saying, how we keep things together. You know, I, I know, you know, when she drifting off into one of those ones at the bottom, I know what I need to do to try to get her back up to her self-actualization. And, and the last one is, you know, you have challenges, um, potential, um, you know, pivoting, going into another business, opening up a new business. Uh, challenging yourself, exercising. You have so many different things that you can do to try to, to make make yourself feel good so people don't have to tell you, hey, good job or something. You know, you're on another level. You know, you're you, you on there creating things and doing things for yourself. So that's, that's basically what I meant by, you know, just understanding people's needs. And you can break that down in so many different levels and, and put so many different perspectives on that. And, and just, you know, perfect that. And so you can kind of sharpen your skills on try to, you know, fulfill people's needs, no matter what aspect you have in life. Yeah. Yeah, man. <clears throat> Appreciate you breaking that down. And uh, yeah, man, you, you took me back to psychology class, man. Oh, yeah, man. You got to use yeah. those classes, man. They're for business. Yes, sir. Purposes. Yeah, they have business applications. Um, but, and then uh, the other part of that is, you know, I know you got the, you know, you got your children. So um, just kind of speak on the 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 ways you guys are developing. You and Ashley are developing and, and instilling that entrepreneurial mindset, you know, uh, in your children. Right. So basically, you know, um, you know, just, you know, telling them, you know, the things that I'm I always try to teach what I learned last to them. You know, I have my kids in here running my shop sometime. You know, when I'm not gone, when I'm gone. You know, I, I tell my daughter, hey, I need you to watch that pot. You know, you make sure that everything is running right. Uh, make sure that you guys are doing what they're supposed to do. Even though she's the baby, you know, she's 18 and everybody else is way older than her. She know how to go in there and do what she's supposed to do because I've done it, you know, for her. Uh, I showed her how to do things at a younger age. Uh, right now, she, you know, she just went to Mississippi State. You know, she's studying uh, biological uh, science or something like that. Um, then I got two kids that's uh, two boys that, that play for North, um, South Panola. I'm not South Panola, I'm sorry, but South Haven. They play football. 
Um, so they're in high school. And then I got one in the middle school. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm on them. Hey, Caleb, yeah. What Caleb hey, get by one of your employees, Kiara. Mm-hmm. Kiara said so you thank your employees every day before they leave one another. She said what? Call it out. You thank your employees every day before they every. leave one another. I really appreciate it, man. I'm gonna tell you, I had some hard times in my life, you know, and I and I, and I had them so hard where you know people don't understand how close I am to God because I I thank Him, you know. I said to myself, if you get me through this right here, I never get back to this position, you know. And that's why I go so hard. That's why, you know, I pivot, you know, because the things that I know now, I didn't learn them in school. You know, I had to network, like you said. I had to get out. I had to take a chance. You know, I took my 401k and my credit. And I said, you know what? I'm headed to New York. I got to get to this next level, you know. Yeah, I remember being in New York. And the first first day of class, I wasn't getting it. And I was stressing out because the language was different. You know, so what I did the next day, I didn't even go to school. I had to pay for it, but I didn't go. What I done was I toured New York City. You know, I went and seen the Statue of Liberty, went, you know, rode the train, um, just went all over, you know, Grand Central, um, just looking at everything, just just taking it in. He said, you know what, in order for me to be able to enjoy this, I got to get it. And uh, the problem was I was left-handed, you know, and um, I, took, <laughs> I moved everything over here and moved everything over there, and then it started flowing. So, you know. And I tell people all the time, you know, for you to get to that next level, you have to change languages. And I'm not talking about, you know, Chinese or Spanish. I'm talking about you may have to go learn real estate language. You may have you may have to go learn cell phone repair language. You may have to go learn credit repair language. You know, it's different languages out there. You have to go and sit in those classes, sit with those different people, change who you hang around with and be careful what you post on the Internet, because. Um, if you posting, hey, this person, this should be free. Why are they charging for this? And then when you come up with a business venture, you wonder why nobody's supporting you because you got a whole bunch of people around you that want free stuff. Mm-hmm. So you, you got to kind of be careful what you post and what you say. Because those people, you will create a cult and those people will follow you. That's why I don't post a lot of personal stuff on my page because you know, I just want you to see nothing but fast repair. I mean, you know, forced credit or phone repair. You know, even at my my uh, reunions, people talk to me about business. That's what they do. You know, you know, I do. I help people with you know starting their own businesses every day. Yeah. So what what, advi- what advice would you have for somebody? I know you mentioned you were, you were at um, Smith and Nesby. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, you know, that's a great job. We know yes, that. Yes, um, yes, but for somebody to step out and say, "I'm about to do my own thing." Like, what advice would you give somebody? I'm not gonna say young, I'm not gonna say old, but just who have goals and want to step out and leave a great job. Right. So I would first would say get your clientele together first, or just start. You don't have to do the formation and all that stuff first. Just just start it. Um, because that stuff costs money, you know. Maybe you just need to start rolling um and get you some people together. Cause I remember when I first started, I didn't have no formation or nothing in 2008. But I can tell you this, on my lunch break, I had a, a line full of people ready for me to repair their phone, and I had to schedule my time out. I had 30-minute break. I had 10 minutes to fix three phones. Hmm. You know, I had, you know, 30 minutes to fix three phones, rather. Um, and then, you know, some local celebrities in Memphis called me and said, hey, Demetri, you come here. 
you clock out, I'll pay for your whole day. You come fix my phone. I left, <laughs> you know, and then you know, once I got my clientele together, you know, I was able to, to make that decision, you know, and it kind of built my confidence up as I went along with it. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's dope, man. What uh what would you say? Next, what you what you got coming next? Okay, all right. So uh what I got next, y'all. Let me see if I wrote it. I wrote it down. So I just wanna I got what they call um a non-profit arm. Um if you guys not familiar with a non-profit arm, it's um a 501 C nonprofit. Um, and I'm explaining that to the viewers who, if they don't know what a 501c is. Um, I got a section 501c3, which is a portion of the United States uh, with the U.S. Internal Revenue Code that allows federal tax exemption for a nonprofit organization, specifically for those considering public charity, private foundations, or private operating foundation. And it's regulated through the U.S. Department of Treasury. Um, through the United uh, the Internal Revenue Service, and basically what that um, I come up with that it's called Digital World Care, right? So um, it's a nonprofit organization that aims to help the elderly population learn how to navigate the digital world uh, by utilizing you know new technologies such as computers and cell phones. You know, in today's society, uh, technology plays a, a vital role. You know, in our daily lives, right? So um, it's essential to the elderly population to not be left behind. So, you know, my program um, is designed to bridge the gap between the elderly and, you know, the technology offered, you know, by education and training and on how to operate, you know, computers and, you know, in a cell phone efficiently. So on Tuesdays, um, you know, I got a group of the elderly community come in and I just teach them how to use their cell phones. Yeah, and I got that through a nonprofit 501C. And it's called Digital World Care. So if you know anybody that want to sign up for class, um, you know, I'll take on anywhere from six to like 10 people. And uh, we'll get down to it, you know. How can they call? sign up? Uh, they just can call or come by the store and just sign. I have a list on the, on the board. And you say on Tuesdays? On Tuesdays. I'm looking to expand, you know, once I hire more help. Um, but, you know, that's ran through my, my nonprofit arm. So basically what I do is I take my fast and affordable and I donate it because in the morning times we have a lot of elderly people that's that's here in the morning just don't know how to work their cell phone. So we just trying to make sure that they're not left behind. Yeah. And I gotta make sure I take care of my elderly community because when my mom passed, that's who take care of me, you know. They did a wonderful job on me. So I gotta make sure I give back. I gotta have my contact list didn't probably need to come down there. Hey tell them come on down, brother. We have fun, I promise you that. I promise you. Singers on the move. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I got some of my, um, you know, my team members uh, doing, you know, a lot of, um, you know, look commercials for me, look promotions. So if you're in this area and you, you don't see one of my uh, promotions, you would probably see one of them, you know, doing some things for me. Yeah. Um, and we we had this down. Uh, you kind of touched on it earlier, the award uh, that you – uh, recently won. I guess this interview and that just kind of, you know, tied in together. Like, I didn't know um, that that was on the way. We spoke a few weeks ago, but um, you, you talked about, you know, who the runner-up was, but just talk about that process. What did you have to do to 
you know, if you had to do anything to qualify and right. then just, just what it meant to you um, to, uh, to, to win it. Right. I didn't know, you know, it existed, you know, um, all I know, I heard some people come in and say, congratulations, Demetrius Blake for what? And it was like a lot of people coming in getting their phone repaired that didn't even know that I existed. And it came in this magazine, right? And, uh, and it came in in Pinogian, I guess. And, uh, you know, and runner-ups were, were um, you know, C-Spire, Verizon, AT&T, just to be on that platform with those type of people in this in this local community, was, it mean a lot for, to me, you know, and I was really thankful for the, the people that, you know, voted for me. Um, and I try to make sure that I continue that success for them. And, um, you know, we go hard. Like I said, I'm still in here right now taking care of my customers. And I'll probably be in here another hour or two just to make sure that at 9 o'clock, I called them and say, hey, sir, your phone is ready for pickup. You know, thank you so much. You know, because a lot of these people are coming from out of town, getting things done because their local cell phone repair shops could not take care of it for them. So, you know, I really appreciate them in the community. Yeah. Yeah, that was dope, man. Super dope, man. Yeah, no company was around before I came here, you know. Yeah. So pioneer um, in the community. Yeah. So um have you thought about or are there plans to like partner with somebody else like in a different industry? Like I know you do the uh, credit repair piece, you do the cell phone repair, and you do your real estate stuff. So right. is there like any any um I'm not gonna say need, but any want to partner with somebody to make something bigger? Yeah, um there's some some new partnership that you know I can't really discuss right now that's that's on the table. Um okay. so it's it's a lot. Um, you know, I'm already partners with a lot of people already. Um, you know, I just, you know, just can't discuss it right now, but, gotcha. uh, always opportunity, man. I, I, I got a lot of time to sleep right now. So that means I got some more things that need to be on my plate. You know, I'm trying to get to where I can't sleep. So yeah, right now I'm sleeping too good, man. So I need some, <laughs> what y'all got? Y'all tell me something. Hey, turn it up some more. Oh man. Uh, like I said, we, we just appreciate you, man. Like I said, um, we reached out. Um, you just told us, you know, yeah, let's do it. So, uh, man, I, I just, you know, can't thank you enough for, uh, you know, coming on our platform, but then also, you know, what you're doing in the community and, you know, the people that you're helping, you know, like all around. So I know everybody I talk to, they got an issue with their phone. They driving to Batesville to, uh, or, or they ask me, I'm sending them, you know, to you. So, right. You guys um, are welcome. I really appreciate y'all as well. And if anybody need to contact me, my number is 901-487-9198. Uh, we're located in Batesville at 263 Highway 6 West. Um, and that's Batesville, Mississippi, 38606. Um, you know, if you need us to reach us on um, for his email, it's info at fast affordable repairs with a S.com or um, www.fastaffordablerepairs.com. You know, and if you are interested in my nonprofit or you want to donate, um, just contact me at 901-487 again, 9198. And definitely we can get into some uh, you know, get at the table and talk about some things. Yes, sir. Man, first, man, I just want to say I'm proud of you. Yeah, uh, proud of proud of all that you're doing. Uh you are an astute professional, astute businessman um inspiring inspirational um 
it's just a joy to see all that you're doing in the community what you're doing with your business the growth that's coming with it and then also knowing that you're being recognized in your community and beyond is big um a lot of you dropped a lot of jewels on here tonight um i learned some i'm sure everybody else watching learned some and uh i'm inspired just by how hard you go and just the attitude and drive that you have so you know I, like i said I, we appreciate you coming on and and just uh appreciate you for being you and doing what you're doing man so salute to you man and, and keep moving forward bro all right thank you guys for having me y'all need anything just you know just reach out i'm there for you yeah i definitely mirror all that and i i like to say that uh real estate phone repair and credit repair those are all essential especially in our communities right so, um, hats, hats off to you man for doing that because i know uh, we talked about day rents and all that but for a lot of people from our community without credit it's tough to get what you what you need um you know to move forward right. so definitely uh, hands off all that yeah well look man i know you got some work left to do we don't want you we don't want to keep you in there all night so oh, yeah, dude. Sorry. Any, any any last words before we before we let you go uh just thank you guys for having me you know um to the team, man, I really appreciate what you guys are doing. It's very special. Um, I learned a lot. You know, I done went through a few episodes since you, you know, contacted me about it. You know, um, you know, if there's anything that I could do to assist you guys, you know, in the future, just let me know. I don't mind coming back on the show. Um, you know, this was special for me because I hadn't spoke to anyone about anything for a while. So, yeah. you know, this was, this was something, you know, special for me as well. So I really appreciate you guys. Thank you. Yes, sir. Hey, just, just just tell all your cousins follow us. <laughs> I am surprised they ain't started hitting the follow button already. <laughs> so I think we're about we're about forty five away from uh, a thousand uh, followers. So y'all go, you know, run us up, get us to a thousand, and uh, you know we went on big and asked and and do all this. Right. Uh, but do you guys know some ways that you can, you know, get your followers up? Um, this is on Facebook, right? Or yeah, Facebook. Right. So basically, um, if you make the business a business page, if it's already not, just go where it say invite on the side with in the settings, invite all your friends, and then tell your friend to hit invite all, on all their friends. Yeah. That's kind of how, how you get your followers up. Tell your friends to be my friend, and we can be friends. <laughs> yeah, you know, they're puff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, man, appreciate you, man. We're gonna let you get back to the work and uh we'll be uh we'll be hollering at you real soon, bro. All right, guys. Thank you. All right. you All right, man. So that uh that was episode 36, uh Trust the Process. But uh we're gonna wrap the show mm -hmm. up with some announcements and uh E, what we got, man. Man, we got uh, a few things coming up. So uh, first and foremost, this weekend on the 8th, the Spiritual Soldiers have their 15th anniversary and CD release. And this is going to be at the uh, West Antioch Number 2 MB Church down west. So uh, first church on the right, once you pass the bridges, if y'all don't know, if y'all don't want to type the address in. Yeah. Uh, admission is $20. Show starts at 445 on uh, the 8th. Yes, sir. All y'all quartet lovers. Uh, get down there and uh, see some of these groups uh, that's coming in to be uh, with my folks, the spiritual soldiers. Yep. And next we got DJ Chad, a.k.a. Date, a.k.a. Charles Lee. 
uh North Street uh, North Street alumni. <laughs> yeah, throwing this horse show. Uh so Triple C Stables gonna be coming in with in the meantime, in between time on the 14th. Admissions five dollars, gates open at four, show starts at six. Uh don't be late. And this event's gonna be at Columbus Park. So for all you horse show goers, you know pull up. Nah, they they can be late, it's just ten dollars after 8 p.m. Pull up. <laughs> <laughs> If you go before 8 p.m., pay 10 anyway. Yeah, yeah pay 10 anyway. <laughs> All right. Next, we got the Spencer Farms' first annual fall festival. Pull um, up. Yeah, pull up. They're going to have music, fun, music, food, and fun on the 14th. And this goes from 12 to 6. So um, y'all know Daylight Saving right around the corner. So it ain't going to be too many more events y'all can go to that, that go out at 5 o'clock where it's daylight. Yeah, so, shout okay. out to DJ Mark, the spot. Uh, on the ones and twos, and then uh, we got the Oath Turner boys, uh, the drum and fife band. I think Chris Mallory is somewhat involved with it. So uh, that's located in Como, Mississippi, uh, 29062 Highway 51 North. Yeah, yeah. Pull up. Truck. Pull up. What is it, Big Meat, Big Meat Turkey Legs going to be there? Big Meat Turkey Legs and things, yeah. Smokey G's hot dogs and things. Diva skins and all this. So uh, all right. I, gotta, I gotta slide down there and give me a watermelon, man, for a watermelon season over with. <laughs> all right. And then last but not least, we got Unk. We got oh. Unk. So on the 21st, uh Demazio and Martin State is gonna be presenting uh along with Arthur Young, the country boys, uh cowboys and cowgirls down in Tonka at the Paul Bella Arena. So admission is twenty dollars. Got DJ Chad on the ones and twos. Um, and y'all know Paul Bellerin lit. DJ Chad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen, man. <laughs> also, uh, admission twenty dollars. So, um, this this is a uh, slightly higher than what y'all used to paying for a horse show, but this is a slightly higher experience than what y'all used to get at a horse show. So yeah. don't be complaining about the twenty dollars. Pay the fee and get in there. Yes, sir. For fee, not for free. You inside, you getting a concert that come with it. This ain't that. That ain't this. My boy we said, might have some, we might give away some tickets. We might. We might. My boy said being cheap is expensive. So <laughs> man, being cheap is expensive. Yes, sir. But uh I think that's it, man. Look, uh that was, that was a great show, man. Uh like you said, man, he dropped a lot of gems and uh like I said, you know. We're a lot of gems, man. A lot of gems. Really, uh, I don't know, man. Just the ultimate professionals. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Way more professional than I am. He, he, he was raised right. Yeah. He was raised right. I'm not saying you wouldn't make, but he was raised right. Uh, you want me to turn the prime, You want me to turn the cold prime, don't So, So you saying <laughs> <laughs> what cold prime yeah. so, you ain't say that, but you were what you alluded to was that my mama ain't raised me right. Nah, but uh, but nah, man, he uh, he took a lot of what he was taught uh, coming up, and you can tell that hard work paid off, man. Yeah, definitely, man. Uh, and it's just you know what I'm saying great to see, man. It's very inspiring. Uh, shit make you want to go hard, man. If, if you a hustler, man, that shit make me want to go hustle. Yes, sir. I might I might get off and go to work tonight myself. <laughs> go, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't work nothing, You ain't work none. I know I'm at work. I'm get out work. I got off work and came. First of all, I'm tired. 
first. First, let's get that out of the way first. Retired, you know retired not expired. Retired, <laughs> not expired. Then I worked, then I did this, you know what I'm saying? But you know, yeah, man. But now nah, for real inspirational, man. Uh I don't know, bro. We keep we keep dropping classes. We gonna we might we might be some. Hey, might be some one day. We might. We're working towards we just might. So hey. We're gonna keep it going, man. Like I said, we'll be back uh next week, uh episode 37. Y'all be on the lookout for who we got coming up next. And uh with that being said, we're gonna get up out of here, man. Matt, you got the 49ers and Cowboys this weekend. Yeah, you know. You got, well, you I, got, I, you I got, got Brock Huh? You got faith in Brock Purdy against the Dallas Even if I didn't, I ain't got no faith in Dak Prescott. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find a way to blow it. Yeah, I got faith in Brock Purdy. Then, <laughs> uh, me and E, you know, we got the Colts and Titans playing this weekend. Yeah, man. yeah so, they're here and picking it up now. And the Richardson about to show out. And uh, Jonathan Taylor about to be back. Uh, man, I hope he'll sit out another game. He'll he sit out another week. Let him sit out another week. <laughs> it's over with. But uh, we're going to get out of here, y'all. Uh, give you some of your time back. And uh, we'll see y'all next week. Yeah. Yes, sir.